What's going on, everyone? It is February 16th, 2022, episode 46 of the Chasing Points podcast, your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. What's going on? It's Sam. And it is Mr. I told you so. Brandon, how are you? And we're the Chasing Points podcast. <laughs> yes, we are. How you doing, Sam? I'm good, man. What's up? Happy uh, post-Super Bowl. Yeah, Back happy post-Super Bowl. Happy post-Valentine's Day. Happy post-recovery uh, day for those that got hammered after on the Super Bowl. You know, hey, all good that for you. Stuff. I didn't get hammered. I, I, I haven't got hammered in quite some time, my friend. Um, how, how are you really, though? You're okay? Everything's all right? Hey, man, just uh, I'm here talking football with my buddy. Yeah. And uh, for the people and uh, a hell of a game to talk about and a lot of other stuff going on. So long story short, dude, I'm I'm golden. I'm Great. good. How Love about hearing you? That. I'm uh, I'm phenomenal. I mean, I, I started off the tone with I told you so. Yeah, people are going you to see wanted, why. I mean, I, I mean, I, I just did want to call, get right into it. Uh, yeah, let's go right into it. Absolutely. You're wearing your like Rams blue beanie right there. A little bit, little, little support there. Uh, before the season started, we had our picks of who we was going to do what division, all that other stuff. Right. And I think we should actually even try to pull that sheet up, Sam, if we still have that, which I think we do. I have um, cool. So we should pull that up so we can see. And I'm going to look on my end too. But uh, the main one that I said for this NFL season was the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. And I just talked to Sam off air and I said, you know, I need to start making these things that I say an actual bet because I'm sure I would have won a bunch of money on Sunday for picking the Rams at the beginning of the season. So this year, when the season comes around again, I will be sure to place my bet on the team that I choose to win the Super Bowl because I can win a bunch of money. But also, to be fair to myself, there wasn't legal betting in New York State at that time when we made that bet or when we made our picks. Uh, so I'm going to give myself a pass on that one, Sam. <laughs> hey, we now know that well, there's no excuse now, I guess. It's no. Just moving forward. We had two hours, two hours. We had like four hours worth of podcasts predicting, talking about the NFL season. And of all of that, the things that stand out to me were you said the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And our friend Dave from, from SI, our, our good buddy, said that the Cardinals were going to make the playoffs mm -hmm. i think he said they were gonna make the play uh super bowl and we looked at him like we could both realize that pretty we could make a path right to the rams winning the super bowl in august like it was there we both loved uh stafford and and whatnot but the cardinals thing was crazy yeah um, and you know dave's not here next time we get him on we'll talk about that but this is your moment my friend just, well, you know, take a take a make angels in the confetti. Enjoy <laughs> it. Go to Disney I, uh, World. I, I would would love to do that. But I want to I want to do something and not just make it solely about me. So let's let's go back to when we made some of our picks. We all chose the Bills to win the AFC East. They did. 
we chose, we all chose the Chiefs to win the AFC West. They did. The AFC South, we all chose the Titans to win. They did. <laughs> uh, the AFC North, I chose the Ravens. Dave chose the Ravens. You chose the Browns. And the, the Bengals were the team. Yeah, we were all wrong there. Yeah, we were all wrong on that one, right? So wild card, I had Chargers, Browns. Dave had Chargers, Browns. You had Steelers, Ravens. We were all wrong there. Uh, Super Bowl pick, we all had the Chiefs for the AFC. And we were all wrong there, right? Let's get over to the NFC East. Uh, I said Cowboys would win. Uh, so did Dave. Sam said the Washington football team or whatever their name now. Uh, Dave and I were correct. Man, the, I was wrong there. <laughs> the NFC North. We all chose the Packers. We were correct there. The NFC South. I chose the Bucks. Dave chose the Bucks. Sam chose the Bucks. I'm pretty sure we were all correct there as well. Uh, the NFC West. I chose the Rams. Dave chose the Cardinals. Sam went with me, and I appreciate you. And you chose the Rams. Wild card. Seahawks and Niners. Well, that was my pick. Dave's pick was Rams, Seahawks, and your pick was the Cowboys, Seahawks. Well, funny thing about that is the Niners were actually the wild card. Uh, the Rams were already slated in the playoffs. Seahawks were not in the playoffs at all. Um, the Super Bowl pick was, for me, the Rams, Dave, the Cardinals, Sam, the Packers. I was the only one to get that accurate. Uh, and then Super Bowl picks, which I pretty much got that one. I don't see the rest of ours picks for when it comes to that, Sam, but I just know that I chose the Rams for the Super Bowl, and uh, I am extremely ecstatic. I know you are a huge fan of Matthew Stafford along with me. Uh, we, we've we championed him on this podcast, and, you know, we were uh, – I was extremely ecstatic to see what happened. I know you're, you were a little heartbroken because you were riding the, the Joe Burrow wave, uh, but it kind of made me think, actually, when I was watching the game and several times throughout the playoffs, uh, because I thought about something that you said early in the season, is that you love the Jamar Chase thing. You don't know how it was going to pan out, right? Panned out beautifully. But the thing that you said is they really need to protect Joe Burrow, and they need to get Penny Sewell. And – I don't know if this is really going to hurt them or not. Here's why it's hard to be an NFL executive, because you get Jamar Chase, who has now made himself a top five wide receiver in the NFL, easily. which is yeah. easily, which is great, yeah. but you can't protect the guy that has to get him the yeah. ball. So this is why being an NFL executive is hard. Uh, and going <laughs> against which – I've been saying since the inception of this podcast, the greatest football player I have ever seen with my eyes to watch his whole career, Aaron Donald, showed up when he needed to show up in this game. So, Sam, let's bring it into the Super Bowl. Score ended 23-20 Rams. Cooper Cup, as he's been doing all year long, balled the hell out. Not early in the game. I mean, he got a 
he got a TD early in the game, right? Which is, which is expected, but that final drive, that game winning drive, everybody in the world that watches football knew that Matthew Stafford was going to be throwing the ball to Cooper cup with Odell going down, which hurt my soul, Sam. Oh, I dude. Really wanna, yeah. To see really him on the sidelines. That. Yeah. yeah. Really we'll get there. That. Yeah. But Stafford drove the Rams down the field and passed it to Cooper Cup over and over again, and the Bengals could not do anything. But Bengals, I can't fault you because guess what? The whole NFL couldn't do anything this year against Cooper Cup. So I don't know what anybody does. At this point, I know everybody has said, and we've even said on here, that Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver. But after this season... I don't think Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the league. I think you have to give it to Cooper Cup. Jerry Rice was able to get all that Cooper Cup did throughout his career. Cooper did it in one single season. Hell of a season, man. Right. This is a historic season uh, for a wide receiver. Uh, But I I think we also need to touch on the base. I I mean, if you've watched ESPN, you're a fan of ESPN or – don't really care for it. Uh, Dan Orlowski has been uh, up Matthew Stafford's ass uh, as a former teammate and friend uh, and nonstop being his biggest cheerleader. But he said something that stuck with me and I couldn't agree with him more is Stafford was built for this moment playing with the Lions for 12 seasons and coming back so many times. And the final, he finally gets one season away from them and wins the Super Bowl. So now he's tied with Aaron Rodgers, who we consider to be in the Hall of Fame. I think this locks him in for the Hall of Fame, Sam. So I've said enough right now. I obviously still have more to say, but uh, what is your overall uh, view of what you saw on Sunday? I think, I think you're right with my analysis of it, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. You, you get a weapon like Jamar Chase and you pair it with, I mean, you pair it with Joe Mixon and T Higgins and uh, even Tyler Boyd. And you're, you're like, wow, like this yeah. is arguably, if not the Rams, the best receiving core in, in, in football, right? They're right up there, mm-hmm. uh, but you got to protect this kid. And you saw him probably like sprain his ACL or do, sprain his knee, some do something. They, Apparently he doesn't need surgery, so they didn't say what the injury was. But the kid's tough as nails. He, he he's owned every every nickname that the media that we have given him, mm-hmm. right? And he just came out there, Joe Burrow, and just bald. But they're gonna kill this kid. Like he got sacked what like nine times in this game again. Like I don't even know what the number was. That final drive, like. They had a chance to win this game. I mean, Aaron Donald, you mentioned it. We've we've both championed Aaron Donald. I didn't see LT play like in my same, you know, you know, we're we're in our uh we're in our 30s, didn't see LT in his prime, certainly. And I've seen highlights, but Aaron Donald's the best defensive player I've ever seen. Um, I think you you said he's the best football player you've ever seen. I I can't argue that at all. The guy is just, you know, uh, I said this once about Julius Peppers. He's the monster that hides under your bed. Like 
Aaron Donald is just a freak. And you see, you saw on that final drive, you saw in this game, you saw from that moment during the, the title game against the 49ers where he just rallied this team to win. Like they were not going to lose this game, but they were essentially, they could have won. The Bengals could have won this game. They could have easily tied this game despite the fact that Joe Burrow was on, on the ground for most of the second half. Yeah. If they just protected this kid. And I think that's marching orders. You're playing, you know, if you're the Bengals, you have to be, you know, plays got away. There's, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of questionable why the refs decided to start officiating the last (laughs) two minutes of the game, but that's, that's something I'm sure we'll, we'll get to, but you had, you were playing with house money. You got there. You want to win the whole damn thing, but it, this has to make them, you know, you could argue just Zach Chip Taylor made some boneheaded plays too, yeah. uh, decisions, but um, you know, they're, they're playing with house money. They, they got farther than anyone thought that they would. And they, they almost beat the defense, you know, the, they almost beat the champions. Like the Rams won the championship. They were close. I honestly thought it was going in overtime. I thought that last, meant that final drive after the the Rams scored after you know I needed um, it to go to overtime cuz I needed Jamar Chase to catch one touchdown and I would have won $350 for a seven leg parlay that I had all six legs and the last part of it was Jamar Chase who I seen get touchdowns over and over again not get a touchdown I got to I got to give you credit and and my buddy Mike too um you guys love the parlays. I see your bet. I see he sends me his bets all the time. Like, how could you do this? I get nervous on like one leg of it. You're doing seven leg parlays. Yeah, man. God bless you, man. It's it's worth it to me because again, if if your parlay is absolutely crazy and it has multiple legs, right? Yes, you need a lot of things to fall into place, right? But if it does, you can spend a little amount. And get a huge amount, right? So I think my bet was that was, was it 50 or I think it was 50. It was 50 to win 350. Uh, I don't see a problem there, right? Um, But enough about my betting. I want to go back to the Aaron Donald point. At one point in time in this game, Aaron Donald was triple team. Yeah. With Von Miller and Floyd on the opposite sides of him, this man who I said is the best football player I've ever seen in my life. Like I got to watch throughout his whole career, triple teamed and they did everything that they could to stop him. I still will say this to, to the end of my life. They woke up Aaron Donald when Aaron Donald pushed Joe Burrow out of bounds when he was inbounds and then the offensive lineman came over and mushed him, pushed his face up, grabbed his face mask, pushed it back. I said, that's the one thing that you don't do in big games or any games is you don't get one of the best players upset. And I think that changed it because from that point on, he started getting that backfield a little bit more than he was before. The last two plays of the game, we're all Aaron Donald. He stopped. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, why can't I think? Perrine is the uh, running back. Piran, yeah, Samaj Perrine. Yeah, Piran. Okay, so he stopped him, 
And then he gets in the backfield and destroys Joe Burrow, right? Um, I, it's just phenomenal what he does. Uh, I think all that the Rams did to get these pieces with OBJ, uh, Von Miller, uh, keeping Aaron Donald, and we'll see if he he ends up staying. Uh, Whitworth coming back and his relationship with, with McVay, going out and getting Stafford last year. Um, I think all these pieces, shoot, I, I talked about it last week. Eric Weddle came, basically yeah. was in the grocery store shopping. It was like, hey, you just want to come back and play real quick? Yeah, sure, no problem. Comes back. Chorus Peck. As yeah. we re- he said, yes, I'm re-retired. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that's that's it. Like, But he got a ring out of it. Came back Dude. and got a ring out of it. He's playing right? pickup basketball so before wild. the playoffs started. Yeah, So, so wild, right? So let's get to OBJ, man. Um. This man has been ridiculed by the media every step of the way. He was, he was, well, let me not say every step of the way because he came and bursted onto the some, scene with that. Catch. Some of it's on him. It's oh, don't on worry. I'm, I'm going to get to that. All right. I'm going to that. Right. I'm not gonna give him all, I'm going to give him his flowers, but I'm still going to talk about his whole history. Uh, he came and bursted on the scene with that one handed catch that everybody still talks about to this day, right? Uh, he's we've also talked about it here and how he's influenced wide receivers that are in the league right now, the young wide receivers uh, and what he's done. Yes. Does he deserve uh, some of the uh, backlash that he's gotten? Yes. Especially with the fight with Josh Norman, right? That whole situation. Absolutely. wild. they both look like complete idiots, right? You have him kicking the, uh, the field goal net. <laughs> right the, the practice that and it bouncing back and hitting him in his face right uh the way that he he talked sometimes uh in the media right but there's one thing that never wavered and his teammates always spoke up about it is that he was always a solid teammate that he always was there for them no matter what that he always had their back and did everything he could for them right Outside of what you saw with those situations that I'm talking about, I mean, I mean, he's no AB when it comes to crazy stuff, right? Um, and then he had several injuries that put him down, that people were questioning if he was the real OBJ. And I'm going to tell you right now, I was one of the people that said, I still think he's got it, but I don't truly know because he kind of went to the Browns and was wasted there. Now, just imagine... Jarvis Landry, who is his best friend in the world, on one side and Odell on the other side. Imagine if they had Stafford there with the defense that they have, right? That could have been so much And the line. The offensive line. line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. The running game. Go ahead. Talk about it. That's why I still think the Browns are missing a piece, but that's for a whole other. That's why apparently I picked them to win the NFC North. Well, I mean, that's why we we thought about them. I mean, but. I still think Baker is the weakest link there, but Odell got out with the help of his dad, with the help of a lot of his famous friends and then Von Miller and, and Aaron Donald. Hey, why don't you come over to LA? Comes there. Perfect timing. Robert Woods goes down for the season. So he just slides right into the second slot. Uh, and then has a pretty much a, a revitalizing season. He gets to the Super Bowl, and I'm telling you right now, Sam, if he did not go down, he might have been the MVP of the game. 
This game would have been a blowout. It would have been they, an absolute blowout. They were so worried about Cooper Cup that they were letting <laughs> even the even the play that in turf sucks. Let, yes, let's it does. Get rid of they turf. need to ban it. They need to ban let's it. Let's get rid of turf. I, um, I ruptured my Achilles on turf, Sam. So that says something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> screw turf. Um, even the play that he hurt his knee and he probably tore it. And this was his other knee because yep. he tore his ACL and the other knee the last year. He would have did some major damage on that play too. Yep. Like they couldn't, they did not have an answer for him in the first half or the first quarter and a half. I forgot when he, when he went down, but it was, you know, he had two receptions for 52 yards. His longest was 35. He had a, one of those receptions was a touchdown. Uh, they did not have an answer for him. Just, no. uh, it, it was shaping up that way. It would have been a blowout, man. Well, the problem is Eli Apple, who really needs to uh, look in the mirror and realize who he really is. And he's had, the, and this has been the problem since he was drafted. I know. I know. Uh, but yeah, see, this is from the Giants. This is also why I always have that issue. And I, I've said it on here, and I know I've said it to you is I have an issue with these players that come from these big name schools. Right. And they're surrounded by this talent. So they're masked by this talent and they look good because they're playing with, you know, all like most of the people they're playing with around them are going to be in the NFL. They make people look average, look great. And Eli Apple is one of those people. He's average at best. Did he, he play with Marshawn Lattimore on the other end? Uh, Probably, right? I maybe I had to look that up, but I probably that. Uh, but regardless, at Ohio State secondary was probably exactly. outrageous. Exactly. Yeah. So Eli gets into the league. This poop on the Giants. Uh, where does he go after? He goes to the uh, Saints. New Orleans. After, yeah. And then now he's with the Bengals, uh, which he might not be with the Bengals at this. But you go to your coach and say, hey, listen, let me get Odell. I, I know him, his game very well. Guess what? I know his game very well. Too, I respect I watch that. It. Yeah, no, I no, no, respect no. that though. You go to your I, I coach and say, "I want this." That's what you want. I do. I yeah. do respect you stepping up for that. But again, Sam, you got to check yourself and look at the man in the mirror. I know you got to have yeah. the confidence, right? I'm not telling any man not to have confidence in themselves, right? Or woman at that. Um, but my my guy, you got to realize that you're going against a once in a generational talent on the opposite side of you. And you are again, average at best. And he was getting torched and he not only got torched by Odell, he got torched by Cooper cup too. He pretty much got torched by everybody. Uh, you could have put my grandmother who was in the grave uh, on him and she probably would have burned him. Uh, <laughs> thank you. But yeah, that's what I feel about Eli Apple. He just needs to not, He's he's probably going to end up on a, a special teams or gonna, he won't be in the league within the next two years, which is <clears throat> unfortunate. But I mean, it is what it is. It's talent league. You need to have that. And uh, he's he's got to either get some somebody really and, and really level with himself, like somebody in his ear that could really train him or he's just going to be gone. Um, but the OBJ going down, uh, seeing him on the sideline cry, he knew as soon as I see a guy non-contact punch the field i know what it is and it's either for me it's either acl or mcl or achilles <laughs> this is one of the three and 
I immediately was just like, no, like he fought so hard to get here. I'm so happy he was able to get a touchdown. I'm so happy he was able to get on the field. Um, I'm so happy that he was able to wear those super, super, super expensive cleats uh, that had 14,000 diamonds in it. Um, yeah, I don't know if you knew about that. 1,500. Yeah, those. 14, the, yeah. The, yeah, the $200,000 cleats he was wearing. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. Good for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm happy for him that he was able to even just get out there, but that was sad. But I'm just super happy that he was able to get a ring and you could see the emotion. I'm happy for Aaron Donald that he was able to get the ring. Uh, Matthew Stafford as well. Um, pretty much most a lot of people on that team. But uh, I do feel for the Bengals. But Joe Burrow said something that I thought was pretty interesting. He was like, you know, like, we got all the way here, like basically insinuating that, you know, like we can get back. And I hope a vet talks to him and says, it's not going to be that easy to get back because it's never that easy to get back. They do have a real good chance to get back. Right. But if they don't shore up that line, Sam, uh, <laughs> it, it's going to be a waste again. Yeah. I, you know, they're picking at the end of the first round. I don't know who's there. We'll, definitely have a Dave on to break down the NFL draft as soon as that season comes. I don't know who the free agent is, but whatever it is, man, like you saw it right there. Like let's shore up this line. Let's get some, some, some defensive backs in here and let's, um, let's go back and, and try to get back. But yeah, you ask, uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl. Drew Brees has one Super Bowl yep. uh, win. Um, I'm, you know, it it was kind of hard in the Tom Brady era to even make the Super Bowl for sure. out of the AFC. But now the the North's wide open for him. I mean, the Steelers. Who knows um, who that quarterback is going to be? The team around them pretty solid, but who knows who the quarterback is going to be there? Ravens can't count them out, especially with Lamar. <laughs> and sure. we we've already talked about the Browns who really are just a quarterback away. I think we'd both say from, from making some damage, but um, like the Bengals are right there. Like they're there. It could be mm-hmm. their division for a very long time, um, but they got, they have to avoid the pitfalls of that Super Bowl hangover, right? The loser hangover. It's plagued so many teams uh, from the Seahawks to the Panthers, you know, these, Teams just can't rebound and, and, you know, for whatever reason. So, but it, you know, it was a great Super Bowl. Um, I, I enjoyed watching it. I was amped all weekend for it and I didn't really have a dog in the fight. I wanted, I wanted the Bengals to win. I, you know, I was pretty honest thinking that um, it was going to be a really tough game, but uh, ratings were up 8% from the year before 99 million viewers on NBC. Hmm. I mean, wow. that, that game was really, really good. It was a great game. And it was, it was dude, really good. You you take out these wild card games from that first weekend. Like the rest of these, yes. every playoff game <laughs> yes, yes. was a classic. It was yes. unlike anything I, I remember being a sports fan, like this Same. playoff run. And that's why the NFL is king. Why football is king. It was, it was a great month of January. February to, to be a football fan for it's sure. A lot of good young talent in the league. Uh, before we get to, you know, one of my other favorite parts, which was, you know, 
halftime. Uh, Richard Sherman, uh, I hope somehow, some way this reaches you. Uh, I was a fan of your play in your in your early career. Not so much now. Um, bro, I'm going to just tell you flat out, shut the hell up. Calling Matthew Stafford and saying that he is not going to be a Hall of Famer. He's just is basically here in a time that, you know, it's offensive happy. You played in this time. You were a part of the Legion of Boom. You played during this time. This is not the Lawrence Taylor time, whereas defensively and you can hit somebody, basically clothesline somebody, you still in the game. This is the game. And if you don't like it, you can leave the league, and it is what it is. But to say Matthew Stafford is not going to be in the Hall of Fame, you're just a bum. And you're just looking for clout for whatever reason. I really feel that you may be setting up your trying to set up your your media career because, you know, your NFL career is pretty much over uh, and people will probably want to hear your opinion. But my guy, shut the hell up. (laughs) I mean, I don't like that he called him out, especially like the day after he won the Super Bowl. I don't I don't disagree with some of the points. I, I don't think he's wrong. I don't I would have gone about it a little differently. Yeah. I mean, he's playing in it's it's kind of like being a home run hitter the last couple of, you know, playing in the juice ball era. You know, it's kind of like at what point do we at what point, you know, not talking about steroids here, but like at what point do we kind of say, all right, well, remember when like 300 home runs was like a huge deal, dude? Okay. And but- now like Mark Teixeira has 300 home runs. Mark Teixeira is on a Hall of Famer, right? No. Um, He was on that trajectory at one point. I mean. But I mean, who's to say, okay, so if we're going to have that argument, which I'm not saying against you, I'm just saying if we're looking at that overall thing, did Tom Brady not benefit from that? Oh, no. I mean, yeah. No, I'm just asking you, just, just, just so I can move my point forward. So. I don't hear oh, him yeah. calling Drew, Drew Brees, uh, Tom Brady, both and Rogers, Peyton Manning. Yeah, they, I don't hear him calling them out. Records. I don't hear well, him calling them out. I think I think the difference is they consistently were on winning winning teams and made the playoffs and did all you know. Yeah, won the Super Bowl, but like were the best of their generation. Like a lot of people, the purest think that the nfl hall of fame the mlb hall of fame whatever should be a snapshot of like that era and that generation mm-hmm. i mean matt stafford's 12th all-time in passing yards 12th all-time in passing tds 11th all-time in completions fourth all-time in yards per game and he was in detroit wasting away for a long time, for 12 yeah. years yeah i think i think uh he needs to read those numbers because i know them just like you did. And that should be proof enough. You're in the top 10 in most of those categories. I get it. The offensive change, but I mean, the NBA has also changed too, right? So we're just going to say LeBron is, is not a hall of famer because he, he played in this time. And when it's like, just stop with that. Let's stop trying to compare it to past times. Like it's now there's still a lot of great competition out there. We just talked about Aaron Donald. We just with Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller's. I mean, I can keep going on with the names of phenomenal defensive players that are still out here wreaking havoc. It's not like these guys are just laying down like, hey, you just throw the ball. We don't care. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. And um, again, 
he was like, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. Like he's trying to promote of course he is. himself and he's a smart dude. He went he to is. Stanford. He's always got an opinion. He, you know, he speaks, he speaks his mind for sure. But this basically what he said, no all decade team, no all pro, no MVP, one, one pro bowl, not even the MVP of the Super Bowl. again, but he had a historic run this year. Second QB in NFL history with three game-winning drives. Mm-hmm. Highest QBR in the NFL. Fourth quarter of one-score games. 14 passing touchdowns. Zero interceptions in the fourth quarter. This is this season. Yeah. Like, he had a great drive. But, like, we're talking about, like, is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer? Eventually, I mean, he'll probably get yeah. in. I, I think Matt Stafford will eventually get into the Hall of Fame. It's just the era that we're we're in now. Yeah. I don't think sure. it's going to be first ballot. It's not going to be second ballot. And the same with Philip Rivers. It's not going to be first ballot. It's not going to be second ballot. He's probably going to end up in the Hall of Fame. And what has Philip Rivers done? He's got very similar numbers to to Matthew Stafford if you put it up, you know, career-wise, but he just won a lot more games and he made a lot more playoff appearances and he lost a lot of big playoff games. Yeah. Yeah. Um a lot of people gave uh, Eli crap for a long time because he wasn't a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he had he got hot twice. If you put up Eli's numbers all time, they probably stack up with Stafford and, and Rivers and everybody else. They're all clumped together because they all played in this crazy like era where like these guys are throwing for 5,000 yards a game, and now we don't even think twice about it. It used to be like a huge deal, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, eventually he'll get into the Hall of Fame. I just don't think it's I think it's gonna be one of these things where it's like 10 years after he retires, it's like, oh yeah, Matt Stafford. You know, like he he eventually gets in and it's just sense. where we're at. I think you know? I, I can't argue that. I think think that makes sense. I mean, I said he's gonna get in the Hall of Fame. I didn't say when. I didn't think he's yeah, the first yeah. ballot Hall of Fame, right? Like I don't think that at all, but I do think he will get in there eventually, as you as you mentioned. So I mean, again, I understand what you're doing for, you know, it's clickbait. I get it. Yeah. They're just trying to get people to, to pay attention to you more and promote your podcast. Uh, but real recognize real. You know what the deal is. You know, he's going to get there. Uh, speaking of real. And he could be back there, man. The way this team is built. If Donald stays, if, if, he, if stays, he stays, yeah. hell, if the, the head coach stays. Yeah. Which I don't even know what these rumors are about, but um, I guess there's a real good out, chance. Right? Yeah. There's a real good chance they could be back. He's, yeah. um, you know, you know, what's. Also was real good. That damn halftime show. Uh, I thought you were going to say my wife's buffalo chicken dip because that no, I didn't, was I didn't fire. Have it. I didn't have yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I know. You're, you're smart. Right. You're smart for shouting the wife out. Um, Second podcast in a row. Good man. <laughs> uh, man. The halftime finally, show, though. Finally. Finally. I mean, you had the weekend. You, you've had... Uh, the Bruno Mars Beyonce one, which I absolutely love. That's in my top. That's great. Uh, the Beyonce one alone is in my top. Michael Jackson, Prince, obviously up there. Dude, Coldplay was yeah. great too. I don't yeah. want to be that guy, but the Coldplay no, one no, was really. There's cool. nothing wrong with that. Coldplay was good. Yeah. I mean, so was Maroon Five. Uh, so there, there's, there's a couple. I mean, the ones I mentioned for sure are in like in my top, but this one had a different feeling for me because. It was basically all hip hop. Like Mary J, she's the queen of R and B, but 
most of her music is is like hip hop influenced. It's just Mary Mary J. She's the queen. Is she is the queen. Um, to have Snoop, which by the way, I actually saw a video of him smoking before he bought them steps. Amazing. Um, have Snoop and Dre be up on the stage. Dre doesn't perform. Snoop still performs. So just to have that was super classic, right? To have them perform still Dre with Jay-Z in the stand, the person yeah, that wrote that song, yep, yep. wrote that song thing. and they're reciting his lyrics at the Super Bowl. So wild, right? Well, he's producing um, the Super Bowl shows, Jay-Z. Well, there's, Rock Nation. There, there's a reason why things look certain ways that they do. Yeah. Um, the, after we had them, we had it was Eminem next. Or is no, it, it was it was 50 50 there you go it's 50 then and then mary j and was it was he was it mary j first before them it was i, I know it was, it was yeah it's it's whatever whatever but you had 50 come out which i can't even call him 50 after that i call him a dollar because 50 put on some weight um <laughs> so him hanging upside down doing uh you know that was cool club. though it was like Yes, super oh, flashback. I felt loved like two thousand two oh, all over again, man. Lo- absolutely loved it. So we last episode we were talking about guests, right? And yeah. I called one. Yep. Which was Anderson Pack, which I knew he was. There was no way he wasn't going to be there. Um, so so happy for my guy because I've been. Yeah, following he, dude, him for he years. had the time of his life. Oh, playing, for sure, playing for sure. behind that kit, man. He was having a ball. Listen to to be homeless, which he was to playing in the Super Bowl. And before that, having an album with Bruno Mars, like he's gone, his life is, has leveled up to, to an yeah. atmosphere that I don't think people can understand. That's why I absolutely love him so much. Like yeah, I remember Anderson seeing Packett, him, but nobody yeah. listened to him. Yeah. I'm like that. Kendrick. The King. Man, Kendrick's performance is super powerful. It meant a lot. I ain't got all the time to break it down in here. So happy to see Kendrick. M, M, you did not have to come out there with your own threes that you know oh, nobody well, else is gonna have. I, dude, did you were you like stalking the sneakers app for like the twenty minutes after the halftime performance? I, I'm sitting I immediately, there like refreshing it over and over and over. Again. I don't know about after performance. I literally or looked it up it. right yeah, yeah. there. I was yeah, just that, like, that's it. And I text my for the level of hype group chat. And I was just like, those aren't Fine, out. Maybe. I mean, I know none of his his threes are out, period. Like, I mean, you can get them, but you have to pay buku money for it. But I was like, I've never seen these. I was like, these didn't come out, like never seen before. You're like, nope, this is the first time. And I was like, of course. And of course, M has his several pairs of Jordans. Um, but he killed his performance, too. Um Man, it was just so so good. Just seeing, it was fun. It was it was it was fun, man. And they, none of them had to do it. None no. of them had no, anything to prove. No. I mean, Dre, you mentioned Dre doesn't perform perform anymore. It no. was just it was fun. It sounded so good. Yeah. Like usually these things, I know how hard it is to produce a concert. I've done it several several times in my past life, mm-hmm. and um, like especially at this magnitude and to get everything set up. I have never experienced that, but it sounded so good. It did. I it mean, was when great. it first came out, it was, it was uh, vocals 
that they had on there. So it wasn't them at first, but then yeah. like they kind of, I guess they wanted to get the sound and make sure it was on track first. And then they, you could actually hear them do what they had to do. Like, um, man, it, it just, it just left me wanting more. And that's when, you know, it's a great performance when it leaves you wanting more. Um, I'm just, the thing that I, I will say this, which still blows my mind that I even heard people talking about it. I can't believe Snoop was throwing up uh, gang signs and, and crib walking. I was like, Snoop's been doing that for 20 years and has a show with Martha Stewart. Like, uh, what are you guys, are you living under a rock? It's Snoop. Like, just calm down. I, I'd much rather see that than Tom Petty. Um, so there's that. Hey, respect Tom Petty. No, I'm I got nothing against Tom Petty. I just much rather. Well, like you know what's that. funny though? It's like we've transitioned. I've seen memes about this, but like we've transitioned into like that age where it's like this was our Tom Petty, this was our Stones, our Absolutely. you know the Who, whatever. Absolutely. And that's fine. That's fine because it I was it. it was a blast. And um, it. you know uh. Yeah, you could have made an argument for more FaceTime from any of these guys and, and ladies, um, and it would have been warranted. And, um, you know, and I, you know, if, if you're not into it, don't don't watch. That's, <laughs> That's okay. and 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 respect for uh, for kneeling when they told you not to. <laughs> yep. yep. Again, these guys have nothing to prove. Um, it's just, uh, you know, and I, I don't know what any of that you know meant but um none of these guys had anything to prove and uh yeah, good for them i'm happy and i can't i was i was pumped especially when kendrick came out i literally like jumped up in there because i thought he was gonna do mad city and well, i'm glad he started he, off with that i was like oh my yeah. god this is one of my favorite kendrick songs like ever like what is happening right yeah, now yeah i know i was at, like the fact that it was the super bowl like i saw him in like a gym with the the rest of the TDE like like people like ten years ago, and he's like performing in the Super Bowl. Anyway, crazy tangent. That was I'm sure I'm sure you'll break it down more on for the love of hype podcast. That's oh, what we great. call cross promotion. People, yeah. listen yeah. to it wherever you listen to this podcast. You can get for the love of hype, and uh, Brandon and and the the crew will be breaking that down. Chris, Sharon, sure. Jew, yeah, all y'all. Yeah, uh, great, yeah. great pod. Uh, before we get and off, find me those threes. Uh, yeah, sure. Is you got fifty thousand like ready to yeah. go? Okay, got no. you. Um, all right. Uh, before we get off the NFL, actually, we got two things before we get off. Well, one we'll talk about later, but Carson Wentz. <laughs> You're just <laughs> you keeping receipts today. You're ready to go. Carson Wentz. Oh man. Sam, Reports. didn't I say yeah. I didn't care what the Colts did as long as Carson played 75% of the snap so we can get that extra first-round pick. I don't care what they did. And I said it's a mistake on their behalf. I don't think he's going to do anything there, but we'll see. Well, he, uh, you know, lost them right out of the – or walked them right out of the playoffs. Um, Literally. And- and yeah, literally. And now there's rumors that they may release and or trade Carson Wentz before his eighteen million dollar. Uh, it's the cap hits a lot. I think yep. he's owed like in the new year, the, the NFL new year, which is coming up soon, about a month from now. So they owe him some money. Um, man, what a I forget. Chris Ballard is the 
GM of the Colts and is regarded as one of the best GMs in football. And that this trade just, you, you can't be happy if you're a Colts fan, especially hearing that news. Um, you know, we all kind of bit into the narrative a little bit that, you know, maybe me more than you that Frank Reich could fix this kid. And uh, man, I mean, you still kind of, there were moments I watched some Colts games this year. There were moments where like, especially that Monday night game against the Ravens where like he, they didn't win, but he played well, like, but it's just consistency. Yeah. Carson wins does after the injury. He has never, that is what he is prior to the injury. Never worried about it at all at post injury. That's what you got. And that's why I was always on the side of, I mean, he got he got to where he wanted to go. Let's see what Frank can do. Let's see. He got his guy. Let's see what Carson can do. And I did say this on here. Don't remember what episode it was, but I definitely said I could see Carson not in the league in the next few years. And this is the, I'd say, second domino, but major domino towards what I said there. I mean, I wish I don't. I don't want anybody to get fired and, you know, we got families to feed and all that stuff. Right. But this is who he is. And I'm sure he's going to get another chance with some other team. Oh yeah, There's right? too many teams that need a quality yeah. quarterback. Yeah. He's still an above average quarterback mm-hmm. in this league. For I sure. mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he made it to the saints. Wouldn't be surprised yeah, if he made it places like that. Right. There's teams that need quarterbacks. So, I mean, he'll land on his feet, but do you think they're going to release him though? I don't know. I think they, if if I were them, I would try to trade. But I mean, I don't think anybody wants to take that that contract. That's it. That's the hardest part. Like the Eagles dumped off that contract, and it was kind of like, here you go, <laughs> have fun, dude. Even if you got a second round pick for him, like I said this to you the other day, like we we're texting. How Howie Roseman is a like he's made some poor decisions in the draft and he's made some poor signings and stuff. And I know you have enough, we could fill a pod with what you have to say about him, (laughs) but like that trade, even if you just got a second round pick for him was, was great. Howie has done some terrible, unforgivable type things. Justin Jefferson could have been an Eagle. Uh, DK Metcalf could have been an Eagle. Um, but, you know, I'm not talking about that. Russell Wilson could have been an eagle from the beginning of his career. Um, but, you know, what he's done recently, I commend him for. Uh, and I cannot say otherwise. But, Sam, I'm going to say this very clearly so those that are listening, there is a draft coming up and how he has done terrible with drafts. So now he's got three we'll number see. ones. Man. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what he does. Um, but I did see and read a rumor that they're all in on quarterbacks this offseason. I mean, I, you'd have to be blind and or deaf to not realize that if you've been watching and paying attention to the NFL or this podcast. Um, so looks like Deshaun, Russell, I'm sure Aaron, they're going to try to call, but he's probably not coming at all. But, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. But enough of the NFL for now, unless you have something else, Sam. No, I mean, we'll get some, and do you care? But 
I think we can, uh, this is just your podcast, man, because when we uh, last spoke, it was Tuesday night, the CJ McCollum trade happened. Um, a Sabonis uh, Halliburton trade happened and it was a couple days before the trading deadline. Mm-hmm. And we could talk about all the other trades that happened. Christoph Porzingis and I'm blanking on some, some buyouts that I'm sure will end up on your team, but the big one, man, that you called from a while and it's kind of crazy, you know, it's crazy, but your, your boy, James Harden, he's gone. It's uh, down the, uh, down the pike to uh to philly uh for ben simmons andre drummard um seth curry and some first round picks did i get that right yep it's uh it's a 2022 first round pick um a 2027 first round pick um, which is good because you don't have any first round picks nope and they just got that so and then the the 76ers got james harden and paul Millsap. <laughs> was on the bench which is they basically just needed something for paul Millsap. i mean for james harden uh i think this was i i mean i i called this uh, the sources that i follow and and things that i've heard that that was happening it was supposed to happen that i i knew it was going to happen before the trade deadline um but didn't kind of hear how everything like unfolded after or during that time leading up to it and what has transpired after Man, uh, KD apparently called in to Sean Marks and was like, get this done. Uh, He spoke to Ben Simmons uh, with this all happening. Uh, Wanted to see where he's at, thought it was a fit. So, I mean, KD essentially had the final say. Um, I mean, as your star player probably should. Um, But hearing how there was so much tension, I mean, before that, James Harden pretty much quit. Uh, in that Sacramento game. And that was a week prior to the trade deadline. So he was, he wanted out. Um, And it it was pretty much time to go because as I said, Sam is if the Nets didn't trade, like I said, last, last episode, if they did not trade James Harden, now they, it was going to be Billy King 2.0 because they were just going to essentially James was going to walk and everything that he said since then, clearly proves that he was going to walk. So you're able to get a superstar in Ben Simmons, who is one of the top defenders in the league, who is one of the top scorers in the league. You get that. So now he can guard anybody, and I mean anybody on the court. So that helps you out tremendously. You get Seth Curry who is one of the best shooters in the league, as if you don't already have one of the best shooters in the league, actually two, which would be KD and Joe Harris. Yes, Joe Harris is injured right now, but now you have people that they can just dish to and knock down a shot at any point in time. You get a big body, which you needed, and Andre Drummond, and you get picks. As Sam said, they don't really have any picks. So now you get two first round picks, one for this year, one for 2027. Um, just phenomenal, right? Uh, and then it, it they're able to get some money or, or move some money with that too, whatever. For the Sixers, you get one of the best scorers, a former MVP, a, a surefire Hall of Famer, and James Harden. 
to pair with Joel Embiid, who is at this point probably the league's MVP, the way that he's absolutely been playing. Now he gets the best pick and roll player that he could ever have in his whole career. He made Clint Capella that uh, when they were in Houston, but now you get Joel who's already balling and is unstoppable, but now you get, you have to stop that pick and roll. So, so wild. They didn't give up outside of Seth, which I think is, is huge for me Uh, outside of getting rid of Seth. uh, They didn't get rid of uh, Diebold. They didn't get rid of uh, trying to think of the other Maxi. Yep. Maxi, you didn't get rid of those players, right? You still keep pretty much your core players outside of Seth, right? So that was huge for them too. But the pressure is on for James Harden to win now because what is going to happen contract-wise next year, it's going to hurt the Sixers because he's going to want to get paid. And um, he and they they ran out of time for him to pick up his 47, 48 million dollar option. Yep. How do you, what kind of clerical error is that, man? I I don't know. That's not a great way to to start off, but uh I've been watching like the pressers, Sam. I don't know if you've been I haven't seen them. I I was going to ask your opinion on those because I know you I I'm, I'm sure you were all over it. But go ahead. Well, I'm super happy that you know, the NFL is over uh, <laughs> now. We're going to be in the offseason because I get to talk a whole lot of basketball and shove it down all your throats. So be prepared for that. Um, but hearing Ben talk, uh, they asked him a question. They said, uh, you guys are playing the Sixers coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, do you think you'll be ready to go for them? He said, I hope so. And he had like this little like, like I'm coming. Smirk. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, I'm calling it. Uh, Dame, who who's a friend of the podcast, been on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, he said he's gonna put fifty on them. <laughs> he said I'm calling it right <laughs> now. He said I'm, he's gonna put fifty on them. I don't care what anybody says. And I said to him, I said, depending on how much the tickets are, I might be driving to Philly for that game because that is going to be an intense game, and that atmosphere is going to be wild. Uh, James Harden said he originally when getting traded from Houston, wanted to be traded to the Sixers. Of Come course. On, James. Come on, James. You're going to say that now, right? I I wish he would. That's one thing about his career that I can't stand, Sam, is that he says these things and it's always not like the reports are always right. And what he says yeah. is not the same thing, right? And, and that like, whole that whole thing about him like not wanting to look like someone who's wanted to leave his team twice in a year like no dude that's That's exactly who you are are. that's what you did yeah that's what you're doing yep and that's who you are you are james harden you are trying to chase a ring and you're gonna go anywhere you can go like you abandoned ship when you saw that Katie went down. You abandoned ship because you knew Kyrie can only play in away games, right? And it was like that means the load was going to be on you. And you didn't want it to be on you again. So now you're going to go and try to get out of this situation and go play with Joel Embiid because he's there. Good luck. Good luck. I mean, this this immediately makes the Sixers way better, right? And it makes both teams better, in my opinion. But I guess we're just going to have to see. But that trade is one of the best trades. I still, I think they both won in their own rights. I, I can't, I don't want to say that either lost. I, I think the, the Sixers gave up a lot for James, 
Um, but I'm happy with the Nets <laughs> brought back as being a Nets fan. Um, but I think they both won that trade uh, for sure. So, yeah, that's uh, that's enough for that. Uh, <laughs> we can uh, actually what what are your like thoughts on all of this? Because I know you and I spoke about it like briefly. We really didn't dive in like. Yeah, I was here. I was out of um, I was out of commission on trade deadline day. I was off busy working somewhere and uh, didn't get to didn't get to really like take it all in. But I thought it was a lot to give up. But at the same time, like you gave up so much for James Harden. Yep. And all the pick swaps and picks and, you know, um, but hey, the, you know, when you when you got KD calling up Sean Marks, like get this done, mm-hmm. you got to you got to keep everybody happy here. And I think Sean Marks is, you know, it's it's pretty easy to say because he has all of this talent that he's a great GM, but I think he's a great GM. And I thought he was a great GM when he had. When when Billy after Billy King devastated this roster and there was like nothing left, yeah, um, you know, so yeah, we'll see. This the three of them together played sixteen games. That is ridiculous. Sixteen games. They lost only three of them. Gosh, what what could have been last year if they were healthy? What could yeah, have been especially in the playoffs. Yeah. Yes, what could have been. And what we'll we'll never know now, but ironically, uh, we're talking about how powerful of a team that the the Sixers could be. Uh, James Harden is not playing tonight, but the Sixers are getting absolutely torched as we speak. Uh, they are losing to the Celtics, seventy seven forty four right now, and Jalen Brown has twenty six points. He had twenty six points going at halftime, so. Uh, there's they're in the third quarter. I mean, when you guys hear this, I mean, the game will be over and we'll know what the verdict was then. But right now the Sixers are getting trashed, <laughs> like absolutely trashed with just missing James Harden. But I guess we'll, we'll <laughs> see how that happens. Um, Pretty funny though. Um, you want to get into some UFC, Sam? Yeah, man. Hey, there was a big UFC, uh, <laughs> big UFC match uh, <laughs> matches this weekend. Uh, here's Brandon with the UFC corner. <laughs> uh, Could you Sam tell is, I didn't watch any of it? Sam is excused from this one because he's a dad. Um, yeah, I I told you this card was going to be great. This card was great. Uh, I had a three-leg parlay on this one, Sam. Man, parlay ask, king. Ask me how much money I could have made from this three-leg parlay, Sam. Seven fifty. I wish it would have been that much. 275. I'm going to tell you where I lost this parlay, Sam. <laughs> so, Jared Cannonier, who should be the next person to fight Israel Adesanya. Uh, he's ridiculous, by he's, the way. He, I saw the highlights. He's a monster, which is why I told you. I was like, yeah, this, this is going to be a problem. So, Brunson, Derek Brunson is really, really good. Like, his ground game, phenomenal. He normally beats where takes you down and and wears you down once you get you on the ground but once he realized that jared is too strong and kept getting up and kept touching that chin he put brunson to sleep and it was so wild to see how he did it and he's just such a polite guy always 
Uh, there's a reason why his record is 15 and five. There's a reason why he should be the number one contender for a belt uh, because what he did to Derek Brunson should be illegal in about 35 states. Um, my boy, Derek Lewis, is where I lost the leg of the parlay. I had Derek Lewis winning that fight, and he got his clock clean by Ty Tuivasa. If you don't know who Ty Tuivasa is, you might have seen him on, like, a real TikTok video. Somebody spoke about it. But he's the guy that does shoeies, that drinks beers out of disgusting shoes. Yeah, I've seen um, that. Yeah, he does it all the time. It's really disgusting, especially with COVID. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he, they were brawling. When I say that Derek Lewis was tapping his chin and showing him his power, it was not looking good for Ty. And then he, Ty caught Derek Lewis with a forearm to the chin, and he fell flat on his face, and it was over, Sam. Night, night. Uh, tied to Ivasa is not to be played with. He's he is phenomenal. Fifteen and three for him. Um, main card. It was a lot closer than I thought it would be. Um, Israel Adesanya is twenty two and one. Uh, he has not lost in the middleweight division. He only lost when he went up to light heavyweight. Um, but he beat Robert Whitaker, uh, and a lot of people were saying this fight could have went. Whitaker's way uh but Whitaker said something and Adesanya said something at the end too that I thought pretty much summed it up Whitaker said I thought I I won the fight he was like I you know I I, I thought I won it I like I I feel that I won it and Israel said you don't think that you win it you go and you take the championship which is we've talked about that in most fights yeah you don't you don't say you think you won. You don't leave it in the hands of the the uh, the scorers, the judges. Uh, and he did that. And Israel won. Uh, but Israel looked good. He looked like he was fully invested. His last fight, he said he was bored. Uh, this one, he did not look like he was bored at all. Uh, they showed each other respect. They had a huge rivalry, apparently, um, beyond the, the octagon. But they dapped each other up, hugged each other, went about their business. But it was a decision for Israel. Uh, the card was really, really, really good. Um, so I'm, I'm just looking forward to uh, what is next for Israel. I hope he fights Cannoneer because that fight will be crazy. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see from there. Um, the next major UFC event is UFC 272. That's March 5th. Uh, it's, it's Colby Covington uh, and uh, Jorge Masvidal is the main. I hate Kobe Covington, um, and I don't use that word lightly. <laughs> but uh, I will tell you more why when it comes up to that. But um, that was the UFC corner, as Sam has labeled it. Uh, I would ask Sam <laughs> how he felt about it. But as I alluded to before, Sam's a dad. so I watched the first couple matches, guys. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I really did. Mm -hmm. I have proof. Yeah, no, you do. Um, what we got next, man? Hey, uh, you want to play? Do you care? I do. Let's go. Cool. You remember a couple weeks? Maybe it was last week. I don't know. I'm a dad. It all blurs together. But yeah. Kyler Murray deleted everything about the uh, Cardinals off his Instagram. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, the weekend of the Super Bowl, Chris Mortensen reported from ESPN, you know, the 
Hall of Fame reporter. If he's not in the Hall of Fame, he deserves to be because Moore is a legend. Uh, Kyler is frustrated with the cards, embarrassed by the playoff loss to the Rams, where he played like garbage, by the way. But uh, he, but Kyler is being described as a self-centered, immature, and finger pointer, and thinks that he's being framed as the scapegoat for the woes of the Cardinals. Hey, Hayes. Mm-hmm. We kind of were a little perplexed on what there were a lot of different reasons that Kyler Kyler's actions on his social media went the way they did. Do you care? I do, um, because I like Kyler. He's a a young talent, uh, phenomenal arm, uh, is a bright spot in the league. You can't really fault somebody. I mean, I think we talked about this. They didn't have Nuke, uh, which is D-Hop, DeAndre Hopkins. He didn't have him. That's a huge blow to that offense, uh, even with all the moves that they made. Um, I still don't know how Cliff Kingsbury gets a job. I don't think he's the right coach for them. Um, I, I think we'll have to see what happens. But to hear all this and him being scapegoated for this, I don't think that's fair. And he's, he's come out and actually, you know, said uh, that it, this is all pretty much nonsense. Like, this is like, there's nothing to really like even talk. This shouldn't be something to talk about. Uh, but I think whatever and whoever is talking, because clearly it's somebody in that organization that feels it is doing it uh, anonymously, which stop being a punk. If you got something to say, say it uh, and put your name to it. That I swear, Sam, that irritates me in the media so much. Stop being anonymous and say what you have to say. I know you're you're fearful of losing your job, but if that's the case, then don't say anything at all. Um, but I think the the Cardinals need to do everything they can to mend the fences, uh, but also they need to do everything they can in this offseason to protect him and get him some more weapons. But I guess we'll just have to see what happens, my friend. What are your thoughts on this? The Cardinals need to fix this <laughs> now, like yep. yesterday. Yep. Um, don't, you know, you could say self-centered, immature, someone who points fingers. It's describing, like, I don't know, we're not in the building. Um, they need to fix this. I don't know if they do. But here we go. We have the next disgruntled quarterback. I hope, you know, I hope not. He's a hell of a talent. When he's healthy, he was on pace for a ridiculous year this year yeah. until he got hurt. Um, he's making Dave look good. Yeah. Um, another, <laughs> I saw this, I saw this tweet. Another Cliff Kingsbury regular season in the books. Let's update how he's ended every season, ended every season as a head coach. This is including when he was at um, Texas. Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lost four, 2014, lost four of five. 2015, lost four of six. 16, lost six of eight. 17, lost six of eight. 18, lost five of five. 19, lost seven of nine. 20, lost six of nine. One win by Hail Mary. <laughs> and this year, lost four of his last five. You're right. Cliff Kingsbury is not the answer here. No, uh, but hopefully he can fix this because they're going to need him too. Because um, you can't let a talent like Kyler Murray 
go. And I don't want to hear anything about him going to play baseball. It would take him forever to get up to the majors if he's any good. Um, and he's not going to make any money playing baseball at this point. So no. there's that. Do I care? Not really. Um, he plays a game for a living. We talk about games for a living too, like you and I. So like, I get it. It's all perspective, but like just uh, for the sake of Cardinal fans, I don't know any, but let's fix this. Yeah, they should probably do that. Hey, uh, I got an alert on my phone today that said Derek Carr is likely to get an extension of up to $40 million a year. Your boy, Derek Carr. I don't know if he's your boy. Do you so care? He he he's what with the extension? He's likely to get an extension that would fall into the range of forty million dollars a year. Okay. Uh, do I care? Yeah, I, I like Derek Carr. Yeah, um, me too. Stand up dude. Um, I'm glad he didn't he didn't get the treatment his brother did, which you know, which Joe Burrow is starting to look like he's getting that treatment. Um, I pray not, but, uh, I like what he does. I think he's a really good quarterback in this league. I truly don't think he gets enough props though in this league. Um, but I, I think he's been super consistent. Uh, he's, he's doesn't have to worry about, you know, if the, what was talked about over the off seasons, past couple of seasons, if that was Gruden's guy or not. And, you know, if he was going to move him and blah, blah, blah. Like, I think he proved that he, the Raiders are his team. So, I care because I, I like him. I want to see him prevail in the league. So, yes. How about you, Sam? Um, you know, it's just the going rate for a quarterback now. Mm-hmm. That's just it. Like, we all were, like, gasping when it was $30 million a year and Derek Carr was making, excuse me, making that much and Carson Wentz was making that much and there was this whole rat race to, like, who's going to one-up the next the next guy, Matt Ryan, all of that. So, yeah, do I care? No. I mean, I don't know what better you're going to do at quarterback this offseason, especially Josh McDaniels had to have taken this job knowing that Derek Carr is his quarterback. Yeah. There's not a quarterback in the draft that seems like that will, uh, you know, that people are hyping over the odds of getting Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or, or Deshaun Watson or Tua, whatever it is like. I don't know if any of that is reasonable for the Raiders and if they're better for Vegas than Derek Carr has been. So I think just some consistency, Josh McDaniels doing what he does. Hopefully he can uh, just get some consistency out of Derek Carr. Who's who played, who's played pretty well the last couple of years. So I don't really care, but good for him. Make that, make that money. Again, playing a game for a living, man. Make make it. Take care of your family. Um, hey, last one. Ready? I'm ready. I lost it. Damn. I was ready to go. Oh, gosh. This guy. What is, who, who I keep that? seeing all these reports, too, that Sean McVay might retire and go to Monday Night Football booth. Yeah. It's just kind of crazy to me. This isn't a do you care, but, like, it's just wild to me. Like, he's he's young. He just won a Super Bowl. Maybe like, maybe he just really wants to be on TV. Maybe, maybe the grind is too much for him. I don't, maybe it's all just leverage to get a new contract. 
I, sure. I, mean, I think he should get a new contract anyway if he wants one, especially after winning a Super Bowl. They'll probably give him whatever he wants. Yeah. That was that was called filler in the business, guys. I got my I got my last point. Oh, God. Ready? Yep. <laughs> Saturday, August 27th, 2022, City Field. Mets old timers day is back. Do you care? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I could care less about what happens in that in city field. Unless it's Nas performing or 50 performing on the field. I don't care. <laughs> That's all I got for that. Do you imagine Mets old timers day? Daniel Murphy comes back. Bobby Ventura, Todd Zeal, all the Mets greats. And then you have, Nas performing in center field. You didn't say Bobby Bonilla, right? I didn't, but he's probably financially obligated. He's <laughs> technically still on the payroll, right? So please bring him back. <laughs> Could you please. imagine if Bobby Bonilla? Sh- I think the rosters were announced, like people that are coming. You imagine if Bobby Bonilla showed up at City oh, Field? He probably get. I don't even know if they would cheer him or not. I think he's like. I don't even know. I mean, he's my role model. <laughs> get paid all that. Hey, and then get like, paid, man. Yeah, yep, that's it. He's my role model. I'll take it. Last question. This is a, a personal question. Okay. I'm, I joined a startup fantasy baseball dynasty league. I have the fifth pick. I'm assuming Soto is going to go ahead of there. Tatis, Acuna, even though he's got a torn ACL. Um, Vlad, Bo Bichette. I don't know who else I would, you know. Who who do you take at five? Don't get me to lie. And I have no idea. There's so, so many people out there. I did see the Zimmerman just retired, by the way. You want me to take Ryan Zimmerman fifth no, overall on no, a startup no, dynasty draft? No, I just. I just want to get you on the record. Is that no, what you're telling me to do? That's not what I'm telling you at all. Um, yeah. Great career by the last original Montreal Expo, Yeah, by the way. That's so wild. Ryan Zimmerman. Um, I don't hmm. I don't know. Do you go pitching? Do you go offense? Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to take I think I'm I said those five guys because I think I'm just gonna take whatever is left from those five guys. I mean Trey Turner, maybe. Maybe you think Vlad's gonna go early? I think I probably. I mean, I would try to give Vlad if I were you if you if he falls into your lap, I would gladly take him. Yeah, because I figure like Soto, Acuna, Tatis will be gone. Top three. Yeah. All right. Thanks for uh, thanks for helping me out there. You're welcome for nothing. <laughs> hey, uh, anything else before we wrap this thing up? Uh, just looking forward to seeing uh, how the uh, as we inch towards the All Star Game. Uh, how that's going to pan out and how these trades are going to work. Because now these players are starting to come to their teams after passing physicals and seeing how that happens. So I'm really, really interested uh, to see what happens. Obviously, I'm interested to see what's going on with my Nets. They stopped their 11-game losing streak uh, with Seth Curry going off last night when you guys hear this two nights ago. Um, so I'm interested to see what happens there. Um yeah, I'm just really, really, now that football is done, I can really, really, really lock in to basketball the way that I wanted to. Uh, so that's what I'm really looking forward to, Sam. Um, and hopefully looking forward to uh, the MLB coming to a damn deal. But, yeah. How about you? 
today was supposed to be the start of spring training mm. it wasn't hopefully uh rob manfred said that they need about a month to get things you know going with spring training and whatnot so that leaves what i think the season starts like the end of march so that leaves what march 1st let's go guys come on we need baseball back we yeah. need baseball yeah we need to get these guys signed yankees need some pitching they need freddie damn freeman <laughs> let's I'll go that. hey uh that's it that's what i'm looking forward to getting baseball deal done if I got to go yeah. negotiate this thing on behalf of whoever, I'll do it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, uh, we have a website, jasonpointspodcast.com. I just checked it's still live, so that's good. Okay, that's a good thing. Yeah. It's so nice. uh, check it out. You can uh, hear all of our past podcasts, links to social media, got a cool little blog. Um, and uh yeah just check it out support us and uh spotify you can leave us a five-star review and click that follow button uh, alert button i'll tell you every time brandon posts a new episode wednesday morning and uh however you listen to us thank you so much so uh on behalf of brandon my name is sam thank you so much for listening and till next week peace so those that have Super Bowl parties or just friends in general. I just have a message to you. When you invite your friends to said events, don't change up your plans on your friends the day of the event. Don't, on top of that, make it worse by asking your friends or friend hey, are you still thinking about coming by when you know you have alternate plans of not seeing your friend? This is the problem with this generation that we cannot keep. And I'm not, when I say we, I'm not putting myself in there. Cannot keep plans with others because we're always looking for the next best thing. Um, that's rude. Make sure you keep your plans with your friends uh, because otherwise you just look like a jerk. Nobody wants to look like a jerk. I don't. I'm sure Sam doesn't. So check yourself and realize when you make plans, commit or communicate it very well that you might have other things that you want to do instead of leaving your friends looming until the day of and you decide to cancel on them. You uh, sound like you experiencing something personally. I mean, I may or may not have. I'm just speaking, mm. you know, I will not lead to whatever you're trying to find out. But that is my message to the general public here. And on that note, friends, stay safe. <laughs>